Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran Eddie 88. Today we've got another gun gripe episode for you. Um, you know, gun gripes have been a really popular thing and a lot of you guys submit uh, various gun gripe concepts for us to uh, tackle. And this is one that we've actually been getting quite a bit and we've been giving it some thought as to how we want to approach it. So it's about anti-gun parents, okay? Uh, we actually have one of our uh, subscribers uh, email us in. He wrote a kind of a long and detailed email. I'm not going to read the entire email to you, but um, essentially he's dealing with some parents who uh, were a little bit anti-gun and he was having some, some issues, uh, you know, with, with that. And I suppose the gripe is how do you deal with that when you're a young person and you live in a household where your parents may not necessarily be pro-gun or they may not really understand the importance of firearms ownership but yet you are of an age where you can own a firearm how do you deal with living in your parents home and being around them but yet respecting their wishes but at the same time being a, uh, a well-versed gun owner I mean how do you how do you deal with that so I'm gonna allow Chad to kind of paraphrase a story that we've uh, have laid out here for us yeah I read this earlier and I, I did get a kick out of it but it's, it's a common thing I mean you know, you, you don't want a gun until you need it. I mean, that, that's kind of the common gist of this email. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, folks have this stigma that guns are evil, guns are bad, but, you know, there are bad people in the world, and guns, just like anything else, are a tool. And once you realize that, it can change your outlook on a lot of things. And um, this fellow, his name is Anoop. Okay, his family is, uh, you know, from overseas, and they um, basically migrated here, and they own a mini mart. Okay, so kind of a common thing. All right, so uh, these guys, basically, the the whole thing is, um, lives with his parents. Uh, his father works most hours, and uh, when he turned 18, he bought his first gun, and his mother was super mad because she, you know, he went out, bought his own firearm without his parents' permission, and she was just livid over this. And um, his dad, like later on in the email, he said that his dad didn't even know he had guns until this incident occurred, but said, well, um, he, he got familiar with the gun, learned how to shoot it accurately, and he said that uh, one night around 1230-ish, uh, let's see, this was after he turned 21 and got his concealed carry license and purchased a handgun. Um, See, one night around 12.30, I hear a commotion outside, someone screaming, it's his dad. And uh, to find out, these guys followed him home from work and started to bash out the windows in their cars and tried to swing on his father, he says, like trying to fight his father. And uh, I hear my mother tell me, grab my gun, grab my gun. My father is yelling, get the gun, get the gun, not knowing that he owns guns. So, so the, whole, the whole time, you know, his parents are anti-gun, but when, when something goes down, the first thing they're going to do is ask for, you know, oh, where, where's a gun, you know, or it's going to be either you're going to produce a gun or a guy is going to come who has a gun. Yep. You know, the cops come, they have guns, so you call people with guns to respond to crime or, or something happened at your house, home yeah. defense, that sort of thing. All right, well, it so says, go on. Uh, says, um, I go to the door and hand my father one of my firearms and proceed out the door right after uh, my father, and he was in shock, and luckily the guys ran off when they heard gun. So, you know, the, the police came and asked us what happened. My father told them and that the guys followed him home from work and everything, and the police said that it had been an issue going on for several weeks prior. They'd been getting calls about, you know, criminals following people home from work, whatever the case is, and then robbing them blind or whatever the case is, doing home invasions, that sort of thing. Sure. Um, but basically, he's just trying to say that the story is going against his parents was the smartest thing that he ever did. And, you know, just kind of being that rebel and just doing, you know, in his mind, the right thing, which, you know, gun ownership is a good thing. It is a good deterrent for crime. The higher uh, gun ownership rates in a given area, most likely the lower crime because criminals don't like 
uh, not easy targets. Yeah, they don't like competition, <laughs> but they don't like targets that aren't easy pushovers either. Yeah. So, you know, the moral of the story, uh, you know, it's just, it was interesting that, you know, his father had no idea that he owned firearms and he had several guns in the house that his mother knew about, but he was very good at hiding them. <laughs> yeah, so, so Anouk, you know, from the time that he was 18 up until he was 21, so over the course of these three years, you know, he was able to hide those firearms, uh, you know, from his family and, well, and from really his dad, not make mainly. a big deal about it. His mom, he said his mom knew about him, but his dad didn't. He was shocked when he had guns. He was like, but he, he was thankful that he had guns yeah. because they were able to fend off these robbers, you know, so potential crimes. In that position, what do you do? When you're a young person, I mean, ultimately, you have to respect the sanctity of a person's home. Uh, you know, obviously, when you live in your parents' house, you have to abide by their rules. Mm -hmm. And if their rules dictate that uh, that they don't want you to have guns, then to some degree, you have to, uh, you know, kind of obey those rules. Uh, we're certainly not saying that you should just disobey your parents, but I can understand both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. You know, there's two sides to a coin. Uh, I can understand where you know the need to be protected and seeing the need to protect your family. And especially in, in endeavors that involve a business, especially a family business where, you know, your dad is the guy, you know, opening the shop every day, going to work, going home, he's turning the key. I mean, that puts a person at risk. So I can see the need uh, to want to protect your family and protect uh, the members of your family as well as yourself and try to kind of allow that voice of reason to be heard to your parents. And I, I understand that sometimes parents they feel like maybe their children aren't responsible enough to have firearms and and like no matter how you look at it to some degree you're always going to be your parents child you're always going to be a child to them like no matter it doesn't matter if you're 35 years old and your mom is you know whatever age she is it doesn't matter you're still going to be a child to mm -hmm. that to that particular parent so it, it sometimes it's hard to make them see the other side of a coin and it's not just gun related it's various matters you know a, a, all other kind of things too. I mean, even us, like when we shoot out at the farm and stuff, you know, a lot of people ask us, well, why don't you shoot back towards, you know, way back there where that fence is and everything. And so we went through a process where we like pushed up this huge burn back there. And we, we just about had his dad convinced that it was that it was cool for us to shoot that, to get that little bit of extra range there. <laughs> but you know, like back past that hill way back there, there's a road that kind of eventually neanders over in that direction. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you want to make sure that every, everywhere you're shooting, you know what's be up behind your backstop and everything. So his dad just had it in his mind, no matter what, no matter what amount of logic that you'll ever explain to somebody, his dad was still like, no, 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 absolutely no, no. not. Even though when those bullets are at like 500 <laughs> yards, they're doing this. Like they're kind of going in at an angle. No. You know, a bullet just doesn't fly straight like a laser beam. It starts to drop and droop, and it'll it'll kind of form an arc, and then kind of go at a downward angle. No, especially if you're shooting like five five six at that range. I mean, we have rifles that are fully capable of it, range finders, and and we've got good chrono data, right. good drop cards, and everything. And trying to explain all that to my dad, like, Dad, this thing is going to be safe. We're not going to shoot anything back here that I know we can't hit that we haven't confirmed at four hundred already. His whole He'll thing, like, nah, was, nah, nah. And one of them bullets goes over there and it bounces. And, nah, well, nah, well, I don't his, know about that. His whole thing is that he wanted to. He was worried that we wouldn't be able to hit the berm every single time. He wanted to make sure, and rightly so, I can understand, he wanted to make sure that all the bullets would indeed go in the berm where they're intended to go. You know, what's funny, just, just a funny thing, you know, we built my dad his first AR. He did not own an AR. We built him his first AR, and I took him out there to zero and everything. We got him zero with iron sights, and he was hitting targets from 100 all the way to 3, and I said, Dad, why don't you just take a shot at that one way back there? Nah, nah, I ain't going to do that. I know I can hit it, but I ain't going to do that. Uh -huh. Like, uh-huh, yeah. So, so getting back to the answer, <laughs> 
anti-gun parents, I mean, you can see that even in our situation, being from pro-gun family like both he and I are, even we still deal with a little bit of that resistance. Um, sometimes it's hard to make parents understand that your intentions are, are pure, mm -hmm. that your responsibility level is definitely up to the task of being trusted with what is essentially a very deadly device in someone's home. So I can understand where that would be the case, but we actually get a lot of comments from anti-gun parents that are trying to give us grief, like, well, you're filling our kids' heads full of nonsense. You're, you know, uh, a month ago my kid didn't care nothing about guns, and now he wants a gun. And why are you people putting all this content out here that that encourages young people to want to get guns? Well, my thing is mission accomplished. That is the goal precisely because, you know, it's young people that are going to false forster and be ambassadors for the Second Amendment going forward. I mean, eventually those young people grow up, you know, the 12 and 14 year olds who are going, ooh, I want that whatever, you know, gun that Hickok is shooting in his video, or I'm shooting, or Tim at Military Arms Channel, or any of the other excellent YouTube channels out there that are putting out content. They're watching those guys and they're going, wow, like, I want to be that guy. Like, I want steel in my yard. I want to go outside and, and just shoot a gun and have fun. So you're creating a a series of people that want to be ambassadors to the Second Amendment and carry on uh, you know, the, the traditions of being a gun owner and the importance and responsibility of being a gun owner. So I think that's the biggest thing is responsibility. I mean yeah. You know, if, if you're a, if you're a kid and you're you're getting into guns and whatnot, but your parents are kind of, you know, resistant to it. I mean, the best thing is to just keep pushing and nagging. Education I mean, and training. education. You know, and just, you know, if if they're kind of ignorant to the facts, then you know, present the facts to them yeah. in that case. But you know, don't don't just go off on a on a on a rail, you know, and get get all crazy. I mean, there's a there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. But I think the big thing is just education. It's just like you know, talking to just anti-gun neighbors, like we've talked about in the past or just if friends that are anti-gun you know it's it's all about education and just you know dispelling the misinformation and uh, all the the falsities about gun ownership I mean we well, you know a, a lot of times what happens more more times than not is the fact that when you're talking about dealing with anti-gun people people that just aren't openly pro-gun or whatever it's harder when it's your family mm -hmm. because you live with these people I mean if you're a young person you live with your parents I mean so it's one of those deals where you see that person every day you can't it's not like just getting in a in some trivial online tussle with somebody on in the comment section of YouTube and you can get well screw that person and then just walk away and it's over no these people are your parents so there there tends to be a little bit more of a of a restraint that has to be taken in how you deal with your parents because you have to respect your parents you have to respect the roof that's over your head and what they provide for you and to a degree there's a certain amount of principles morals values things that parents want to impart on their children mm -hmm. and what do you do when your parents are trying to teach you oh well guns are the devil and if you own a gun, you just want to be a murderer and all this stuff. But then you see the, the cup for what it really is, and you know what's in the cup. You know it's half full, and it's getting full for you as a person. But how do you how do you respectfully say, you know, well, well, no, that's wrong, Mom. Uh, guns aren't evil, and people that own guns aren't evil. There is a way to develop that dialogue and to let them know that you're a responsible person. I mean... Uh, it, it's a slippery slope. Um, this is a tough gripe to, to make because on one end I'm basically telling someone to disobey their parents and buy a gun anyway. Well, you know, that's, that's a choice that everyone's going to have to decide what, what they need to do. But on the other hand, I think the, the more appropriate way is um, you know, to, to just educate your parents, explain to them the need for it, uh, and just 
and just educate them. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any personal experience with anti-gun, you know, parents because I mean, I grew up in a fairly pro-gun household. My mother used to not really be in the guns too much. My dad really, he was more of just a hunter and had a few guns laying around just for whatever. Had some some old guns that his you know father gave him forever ago, and uh, you know, I gave him a brick of 550 rounds of Federal 22 ammo like four or five years ago, and he still hasn't still even broken even that broke thing open. open yet. You know, but hell, the first time that he shot recently was when we took him out and had him test fire his uh, his M4, you know, build, and then I also left him with a Glock 17, just a full-size gun. He shot a few mags through it, and I was like, here, just keep this at the house, so you got a, you know, good semi-automatic handgun laying around instead of your revolver, which, you know, is not a bad gun, but I'd rather have, you know, have a little bit more capacity. Sure. So, that was literally the first time he shot a gun probably in two or three years. Yep. But, uh, um, I, I never had any resistance buying guns or anything like that, but it was just kind of like, why are you spending all your money on guns? Why are you spending all your money on that ammo? You're just wasting it, wasting yeah. your money. Mm. And, and that's generally <laughs> where you'll get a lot of that too. Is you know, I remember when I was still at home, and you know, I lived with my my mom and everything, and you know, uh, I never really got much resistance. You know, if if I wanted to go spend my whole paycheck on ammo and mags and or guns or whatever I could afford to buy at the time. A little bit of ramen in there, you know. A little bit of ramen noodles, yeah. (laughs) But whatever I could afford to buy at the time, I I didn't really get any resistance. And I think that my parents kind of viewed that as being a legitimate investment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been buying guns since I'm, pretty much since I've been old enough to buy guns. So after a course of many years, a person acquires a lot of random guns. And um, in some circles, that's, you know, viewed as being kind of an odd or, or... eccentric eccentric sort of thing but um, in many circles it's completely normal so we all have our differences and we all have the things that separate us and and, kind of make us unique and I think that's one of the things that makes uh, America such a great country is that we are a melting pot of different cultures and different thought processes and different temperaments Mm -hmm. different levels of uh, principles values religions cultures I mean we are just a big mixing pot of just random crap I think I mean, that's what makes us America. It is. Mm-hmm. It is what makes us America. So, in light of that, I mean, if somebody wants to be an anti-gun pasty, that's fine. Let let them let them be anti-gun. I, I'm not I'm not going to infringe on their right to not like guns. But all I'm asking from the anti-gun crowd is to leave me the heck alone and let me do what I want. None of the guns in my room here ever hurt anybody, and they won't unless they're called upon to do it. If if somebody wants to cash that check, I mean, if somebody is you know in that situation, so. Getting back to the anti-gun, um, you know, parent vein. If if you're an anti-gun parent and you're you're watching this video and you're going, well, stop trying to you know convince my kids to try to convince me to uh, to let them have guns in the house. I mean, think about your own safety. Think about world events. Think about things that are going on. I mean, look at how the world has changed. I mean, the availability of firearms and the uh, the the fact that firearms are so prevalent in the average American household. I mean. Why would you not? It's kind of like saying, all right, well, 50 houses have kitchen knives in them. Oh, well, I cut myself with a kitchen knife when I was four years old, so I'm against kitchen knives, and I don't want a kitchen knife in my house. Well, why would you just not have a simple kitchen knife in your house? Like, it's a tool. I mean, if, if anything else, look at a firearm as a tool and not as, you know, maybe it's not recreational for you. Maybe you don't like to hunt things or whatever. That's fine. You don't like to hunt. You don't have to kill anything with a firearm. Look at it Look at it like it's a tool that you're just going to have in the toolbox in case you need it. And that's the best way, in my opinion, to get yeah. the anti-gun mentality to kind of at least go to the neutral part is to go to look at a firearm as a valuable tool that is a good investment mm-hmm. and that can be and has the intentions of the user. 
I mean, because honestly, the gun's not going to do anything that a human doesn't make it do. Mm -hmm. So as long as you know that, then it shouldn't matter. Well, think about like, you know, when this country was founded and whatnot, you know, a firearm was a staple item in every household, nearly. Yep. You know, a firearm was a tool. It was a tool for gathering food. It was a tool for defending an oneself with. Tool. Yes, a very essential tool. I mean, sure, you can use a rock or a spear or bow and arrow, but, you know, guess what? The firearm was prevalent technology of the day, and that was the most appropriate thing to have. I mean, now you can go to the grocery store and, you know, buy your steak all nicely cut and packaged up if you want, but that's, you know, not what a lot of people want to do. They want to still go out and hunt for themselves and, you know, fill their freezer with Bambi. You know, and uh, I mean, we do it and we enjoy it and it saves some money in the long run and it's enjoyable and it's kind of connecting with the pastime. But, you know, there's a stigma nowadays where, you know, just firearms are bad. They're, you know, the, the, the liberal media and just educators. Yeah, educators, the school system, everything is just biased toward, you know, gun owners big time. Against us. You know, and, and it's just, it, it's amazing to me how, you know, that that tool mentality has slipped over the years and you know I'd like to think that you know we're we're kind of entering to a maybe a renaissance period of firearms ownership and education across the country and maybe one day we'll get back to the point where it's kind of normal for every household to have a firearm I mean it is some, some states I mean well it is but you know in some states you know it's like you know, there, there might be 20% of the population that's actually firearms or but in Georgia, it's like 90%. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, gone, it's gone from just the, you know, all right, well, you know, you should understand that daddy's uh, hunting rifle's in the corner, and you don't touch it, young man, because you know that you're going to get, you know, your daddy a whoopee if you touch his hunting rifle or whatever, or if you try to, you know, mess around with his guns when he's not around. I mean, like, what the way I grew up, I've always known firearms in the house. Like, yep. I grew up around guns. I grew up from the earliest time that I could even walk, I knew where the guns in the house were. And no, we I knew never. not to touch them, and I knew not to mess with them, and I knew to all the safety rules that pertain to firearms from the time that I could walk, I knew about gun safety. I don't know safety. about you, but like when I was growing up, you know, my dad didn't even have a gun safe until I was like maybe 16 or 17 years old. We, yeah. we bought him one for Christmas. Yeah. You know, he had guns just in the closet or under the bed or under the mattress or whatever. He kept a revolver stuck under the mattress, you know, most but, of the time. But, you know, now it's, it's like firearms are the only thing in today's society that are automatically demonized. You don't automatically demonize cars because people that are drunk can get at them and drive around and kill somebody driving drunk, do you? Or not drunk. I mean, or not just... drunk. I mean, the, the thing is, there's plenty of ways to die. Okay? I mean, the world's a dangerous place. Gravity kills people. Water kills people. Cars kill people. Forks kill people. Man, gravity's a bear. I mean, people die just from bad genetics. I mean, let's face it. The world is just a deadly place. I mean... Well, you you and, can't demonize the tool just just because of the fact, you know. Alan, too, you look at, you, and this is kind of getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but you look at, like, firearms deaths across the country, and, you know, everybody always tries to, you know, paint the picture like, oh, it's it's too high, you know, it's 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 outrageous, and there's more firearms, homicides, and deaths, and accidental deaths, and everything, you know, than 20 years ago. Well, guess what? There's uh, hundreds of thousands of people that die every year from heart disease, or tobacco use, or whatever the case is. There's a plethora of more ways that people die in this country, and firearms ownership is like, or firearms deaths are like way down here yeah you know they are i mean so so you know use use logic okay you know when you're dealing with your parents you know try to impart a little bit of logic on them take the higher ground take the educated logical route don't take the emotional route don't go oh well dad you won't let me have a gun in the house screw you i hate you now no no don't go that route i think the best way to do to go about it is to just educate 
take the time. I mean, you know, take your take your parents to the range. Get them to go to the range with you and shoot a gun. Take a class. Sign them up for like a, a concealed carry class or a firearms class or some sort of official or at least regimented training session that allows them to be in a controlled environment with an instructor. And some people might respond well to that level of learning ability and to kind of bring them over to that side and make them understand that, hey, this is very normal. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a normal aspect of society, and my child is not abnormal to want to be a gun owner. He's actually quite smart because he sees the need and responsibility of defending not only himself but others. So that's our take on it. Uh, take it for what you will. Uh, thank you to Anoop for sending in that little story there. That's an interesting story, and it's unfortunate that his father had to become pro-gun through that type of thing. I mean, that could have cost his dad his life. But luckily, when, when something doesn't kill us, what does it do? It makes us stronger. So hopefully his dad now realizes, hey, you know, I've, I've got a responsibility to my family. I've got a responsibility to my business to protect my place of business. And ultimately, my son made the right decision by arming himself, by having the foresight to realize that having a gun was going to be the best way to defend their, well, not ourselves. Not only that, but think about those criminals. Like, they hear gun and they, they ran off. They're like, we ain't going back there. Yeah. We don't want to get shot. I won't be back. So, I mean, it's a deterrent. And if you can't see from this story that firearms ownership is a deterrent for crime, then you are just blind. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. There's stories like this all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just a drop in the bucket. But anyway, uh, thanks, uh, Anoop, for sending out that uh, particular gripe to us. And uh, this is one we've been wanting to make for a while. So thank you for watching today's video. Uh, we really enjoy gun gripes. It gives us a chance to kind of just talk about things that are going on, and believe me, we have so many things uh, coming up with gun gripes. We get hundreds of emails from you guys uh, with various uh, you know, requests for gun gripes. So uh, stay tuned, we've got many more on the way, and also uh, many other gun videos. I mean, we do everything from torture tests, meltdown videos, five guns, of course, gun gripes. We've got gunsmithing content, reloading content. When it comes to firearms, we have a wide uh, gambit of various content, so make sure you check it out. Like, Got a lot going on on a regular basis, so thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. Take care, guys.